We've got some hey, fresh new young talent. Hey, I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content before. is Profit One, podcast. Two, we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn how to turn that content into profit, go to contentsprofit.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, guys. And today we have a guest here for the second time. Second time. He is Let's so awesome go. that he is back and he will be be back one more time and I maybe know. many many more many, times many many more many many more but today we're talking about over overcoming adversity and dealing with walls not the walls at your house fancy okay yeah. just just saying I just know. saying I, I have evidence of me <laughs> running against some of those walls but we're not talking about those right i know i know guys hey don't forget to subscribe hit smash that subscribe button so you know when those episodes are coming on your phone every tuesday thursdays and saturdays and uh connect with us on social media we're happy to always have amazing conversations at biz bros go on, on facebook on facebook on i mean this is the brand guys that you should know by now no i'm kidding at Bass Rose Code. That That's is right. right. That's and right. if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you will, and it's going to be super helpful as well, please don't forget to share it because we don't know whose life mm. we all mm. can change. That's and right. And don't forget to leave a five-star review. Thank T- you. Today, another awesome episode. We partnered with Podmax to share the stories of some amazing people that are shaping our future. People that are taking ideas and turning them into reality. These stories are meant to empower you to go all out and build a brighter future. That is right, guys. And today we're going to keep it short and simple. Short and simple. Today's guest, we had it once, episode 115. Yes. Go check it go out. Go check him out. He is an incredible agency owner, but he is so much more beyond yeah. that. The level of depth that he has in his life, in his personality, and the message that he wants to share with the world, with you... It's, it's incredible. Yeah, we've been able to connect with him also outside of the podcast. We share a mastermind together and it, it, we've learned so, so much from him and his team. So we, it is a pleasure and an honor to bring him back. Please That's welcome, right. guys, Jeff Ben. We are round two, swinging with Luis. <laughs> Let's go, Jeff. I just want to point out that my brother pressed happened. like all the buttons right here when we're like Jeff Ben and there was like the biggest DJ mix going on no. in here. It's a like little a, bad mashup. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It was a, a very bad mashup over here. It's okay. It's okay. We're pivoting. We're learning. We hey. put it out into the world and that's it. It's okay. But you know, Jeff, the fact that you're here makes it all better. Oh, Thank man. you so much for coming. Yeah, for sure. So, Luis, you had a moment of creativity, right? You're like, what do all these buttons do if I hit them all at once? I was so inspired. I was so inspired. <laughs> that was definitely my wall for today. He just smashed my face. Yeah. <laughs> he, I don't know. He, he, he felt like he was in... Was there in the studio. I was there in the studio and had the headphones, and I think you had, like, light music playing in the background. So when we get quiet, like, I would start moving and grooving. It was a, it was a treat. Yeah, yeah, I think he thought he was in one of those events that you like to go, Jeff, right? <laughs> And he's like, oh, man, we're in here, bam, bam, bam. And, and just all this music came out. I know. Even Zoom gave me a, a notification. like, playing audio? Do the pro version. And I'm like, what's going on? It, it's all good, man. Dude, Jeff, again, it's a, it's a pleasure and honor to, to have you hang out with us on, on the show again for the second time. Yep. And we asked you behind cameras or behind uh, the podcast equipment. <laughs> it's like, 
what do we want to talk about today? And you had this amazing topic about overcoming adversity, right? And uh, I feel in 2020, we've all been there at a, at a level, right? Us as business owners, you as an agency owner, business owner, family man. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about your experience and, and how are you able to kind of yeah. move past that and, and so on? I want to add to that question too, why is so important that topic of overcoming yes. adversity to you? Yeah, for sure. So I think any creative endeavor, right? Um, from like losing weight or creating a piece of music or art or starting any kind of initiative that helps others and adds value to the world, even if it's like a, installing an air conditioning system, right? That does kind of add value here in Florida. Mm. You know, it's going to be met with a good load of resistance. And a lot of times the difference between success and failure is by sticking with something or, you know, wanting something bad enough, you're willing to endure the pain. And, you know, we're here in early 2021, mid-January. And, you know, it's interesting to look back because the pandemic has brought a tremendous amount of shifts, even for you guys and your business. And we've all, whether we wanted to or not, had to respond to this. And, you know, we can either uh, come up and, and keep going and have somewhat of a mindset that allows us to feel good day to day, or we can be pretty buried and down. And yeah. uh, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I find myself where we actually did pretty well during the pandemic. I'll get into that in a second. It was very scary. Quarantine started. Yeah. And I'm speaking to our web design and digital marketing agency. But, um, you know, the last couple months have been slow. And like at times, I don't know if you're like me, guys, you can just like go to bed with something and um, wake up with it and kind of let it color your day. And it ends up taking the joy out of a lot of areas <laughs> of your life. So that's one example of like, adversity that needs to be overcome yeah 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 i mean i i think you know the pandemic or the what happened in 2020 it, it meant a lot to us too i mean we i'm just gonna put it out 2020 was probably no it's probably it was our best year business-wise right we went from a, a freelancing gig of two guys that had no idea what you know how to do anything how to do anything <laughs> in the process and so on to build processes have a team now of eight people uh have processes uh offer amazing results to our clients in the, in the exact problem that we solve right and and that came through various several elements right but one of them was being able to pivot real quickly, not only operationally, but mentally, right? And, and I'm going to explain to you what that pivot was. Uh, you know, we, our, our clients earlier in 2020 were a lot of brick and mortars because I come personally from the brick and mortar industry. I used to manage a few fitness studios. That, were our, that was our connection. That was the people that we were talking every single day. And when we had to close businesses here in Jacksonville, most of our clients had to close their doors, right? So, in our point of view, people need to keep going, their, their content, their communication with their audience and so on at some point. So to me, that made no sense when they called and they're like, guys, like we cannot do this anymore, right? For X, Y, Z reasons, mm -hmm. right? It was not a priority anymore what we were offering to them. Uh, and that was really challenging for me mentally because it, it, is, like, it meant 80% of our income at that point was that product that we were selling to uh, specific business owners here that had to close doors for XYZ, right? And it's not their fault, right? Like they're doing what they think best for their business. But for us, man, like, man, like we have literally 60 day runway. Uh, after that, I don't know what we're going to be doing. In, in, in so fact, let me, let me understand. So if you had a dollar coming in, you just said like 80 cents on that dollar is just gone as a result of the pandemic and the quarantine and businesses shutting. In, 80 cents in, of that dollar in two days. Gone, gone. 
Yeah. Gone. Gone. Like, yeah, like we're not we're not coming back next month. No, they were like, guys, like, I don't know how long this is gonna happen. They go for it, right? Like we don't we don't know the external reasons of why this is happening or XYZ. They wanted to open as soon as possible, but they had restrictions. So we're not gonna be able to to do this because their income was also hindered. So we had to I I had to go through a change of perspective big time. And Fonzie here was wise enough to be like, hey, go for a walk, right? Like clear your mind a little bit because if, to me it was like, I don't know what to do next. Like I didn't know what the next step was. And and when we came back and we regrouped, he was like, hey, uh, what about we start the show, right? We've all, everybody in our masterminds, our mentors, our coaches have been telling us, you guys have to publish, right? And we were executing on the service side of things with other people publishing, but we never really had a platform to to express, to connect with, develop relationships, right? And uh, we were like, yeah, that's this is the perfect time, right? We have nothing to lose. We lost almost everything already. We had 60 days. So let's execute relentlessly on this exact theme and everybody told us that somehow things worked out so let's just believe that it's gonna work out right so what happened was we decided to start with the show we decided to do it three times a week live because that's the only that was the way that we could execute right on it and what happened was something pretty interesting the first 20 episodes we started uh talking just us right developing our message our voice we started connecting with people that were closing our relationships not just in the city but in other markets right as in online markets that their business was not affected with it. So we started to connect with people that before we were not able to have conversations with. So within two weeks of starting that process, we recovered all the sales that we lost because of the pandemic. So we'd recover very quickly. And within three months, we tripled the sales and we started building those processes and build the team and so on. And and it was uh, this flywheel of momentum that started to happen. And then through that publishing journey, we started meeting amazing people people that we will bounce ideas with, have conversations with, form relationship with, partnerships, and then everything started to work as a very positive momentum. So uh, it, it came from a very uh, scary place, that pivot moment, very, yeah, scary. We didn't really know what to do, but the fact that we took action and just focusing on that next step allowed us to be like, okay, here's where we are today. What is the next thing that we got to do? What is the next thing that we got to do? And it got us to the point that we're now uh, very proud of what we build. And we have people that work with us and we have amazing relationships that the one that we have with you. So I, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. And jumping in a little bit there, like literally, so for you guys, publish, 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 like you went live, you went live first without having guests, you went live and reached your closest network. So Previous to that, you've been delivering these social media, these content services for other companies, but no voice on your own. Pandemics brings all that to a halt. So you're saying literally within like six episodes, like you started getting the momentum and the generation and all that just from getting out there? Yeah. It was, you know, I, t- I, I made a note right here. I thought it was a building of those relationships, right? And, you know, as humans, we hate just being alone, Right. And when we lost our clients, we were alone, just the two of us. And to put this into context, into society right now, social distancing, right? Social distancing implies that you have to stay by yourself, right? Imagine if they just would have called it physical distancing, right? Okay, Mm. I got to stay apart from that other person, but I still get to connect socially with other people, right? And it wasn't until we actually started building the relationships, starting to join in these new communities that 
adversity, right, started changing and we started going and moving forward. And I'm sure you have, you know, witnessed some, something similar in your life, Jeff. Like I know part of your story, we've, we've gone out for a coffee and a beer before and, and, and I, I love the adversity that you face in your life and how you come out on the other side because you were part of one community and how you transition a bit to part of other communities, right? And I think it's so important, this, this you know, kind of like accept that you need to go into communities and help and lean in on other people as well to overcome adversity. So now I want to ask you, Jeff, you know, what has been some of the biggest adversity moments in your life and then transition it? What are those lessons that you've learned from those to, you know, this adversity of 2020? Yeah. So we're going to get into some bigger subjects here with, uh, you guys, in, in, in my big story, I had a big sickness in 2012 that kind of changed a lot of things in my life. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, going back to the pandemic and just speaking to people like uh, Louise and Fonzie, you guys with a business or people that um, really saw their jobs in jeopardy, it's almost like at times in life, you have to steer fear straight in the eyes, right? And fear is really just an anxiety of what may or may not happen in the future. And it's so funny, naturally, We'll paint out worst case scenarios, but we will never dream of a best case scenario, right? And also naturally, have you noticed the worst case scenario normally happens? Like, yep. have you ever had to like break <laughs> up with someone or like, you know, back to when you're a kid and you get on restriction with your parents and you like, you know, you're busted. You just think it's the end of the world. There's this like moment of grace. So it's so funny how, you know, our human nature, our survival instinct, uh, when we get hit with scary stuff. Uh, we really just fantasize on the worst case scenario. Yeah. I'll give you an example. I'm looking back at our 2020, how the pandemics affected our website and digital marketing agencies. So as you know, I founded createwebstudios.com back in 2005, and we were humming along very good in February, right? So February of 2020, you know, we had 80, uh, we had 72% of our revenue was recurring, doing online marketing. The rest was one-time website projects and stuff. We had a big, hairy, audacious goal in 2020 to take that 72% recurring revenue to increase that 85%. And so we're flying along January, February, March. Things are normal. I kind of taking myself out of the day-to-day -day running of the business, right? A lot of the operations and systems run without me. So that was cool. And all of a sudden, in March, you know, this, this pandemic thing, this Corona thing, it's really scary, right? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, like I live right by the beach, the beach is shut down, like mm. restaurants shut down. There's like no concept of movie theaters. Everything comes to a grinding halt. Schools go virtual. And what that mm. did for our business was pretty crazy. Uh, we forecast a few months out, right? So we have this recurring revenue base and we kind of know what one-time projects are hitting milestones or new ones, maybe in the hopper. And, you know, we were in a position in March where April, was looking like 52% of revenue was mm. on the books for what was needed. And you might be like, well, how did you go from like, you know, having profitable months? So if we needed a dollar, maybe having a dollar 10 or a dollar 20 to, you know, if you needed a dollar, just having 52 cents. And the answer was this, we had a lot of customers in medical. So yeah. like our, our biggest orthodontics clients, boom, had to shut their doors. Yeah. And then our dentist client had to shut their doors. A lot of businesses like ours, like you just stop your marketing spend. So literally flying along in March, 72% recurring revenue, pretty stoked, looking at like 50% forecast. And I was like, man, we can uh, suffer through a couple months of this, but after that, it's going to get pretty scary with some downsizing or something like that. It turns out um, we had an amazing amount of website support. So we had kind of three channels where we get revenue. 
And the year um, actually ended up pretty good. We got the PPP loan. And after like a lot of fear and just a lot of holy crap, like is business just going to revert to like it was like five or six or seven years ago, like a lot smaller. And, you know, you kind of don't want to do the work you did in the past. Right, yeah. Louise and Fonzie? You don't <laughs> want to go run the agency you ran last year. But nope. if you had to, you would. So, yeah, that was a really scary time. Yeah. And um, we really came together as a team. Uh, we started a three time a week huddles. Remember when all of a sudden people were doing like virtual happy hours? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like weird at first because you're like, oh man, I don't want to have a happy hour at five with my work team. But guess what? You weren't having a happy hour at the bar for sure. So we did stuff like that. And we kind of banded together and we looked at what we could do. And yeah. uh, we've weathered the storm um, well so far. Uh, through October, it went pretty well. We're kind of in a a revenue shortfall right now because uh, our recurring revenue got hammered, right? It didn't come back. It was at 72%. It's at closer to 50% right now. So that's created a bigger gap on the one-time project. So we're not out of the weeds yet, but that was a scary time. And if you're like me, you've hit multiple times in business where, I don't know, you've had someone like walk out the door and quit, which has totally changed workflow, or you've made that decision to kind of like hire someone or grow the team and hopes yeah. of growing revenue. So I think as entrepreneurs, we're always at some point having to steer fear straight in the face yeah oh man that that resonates like i, I think we need a sign here it's just like stare you know fear in the face stare uh in the face. because i mean as entrepreneurs right we're always trying to fix problems right uh, of, of other people right that's the solutions that we come up with and then we do it but sometimes uh and i don't know if somebody identifies with me but internally like with our own business it's it's probably really scary because it's, it's the baby especially at the stage that that we're now we're in the we're a baby business that like we've been on for about five years we transitioned so many times you know for me personally uh what that meant right like my wife was coming out of uh graduate school we we have no income on her side right uh i had a personal loan that i had to pay every single month because that was the money i took for to live eight nine months while we build this stuff so you know i could get my time back so you know some people might judge those decisions as in like wow you're insane why do you borrow forty forty thousand dollars off of five different banks to go this thing well because i believe in the thing that we're doing right like i was yeah. part is very powerful but then something like that happens that nobody really saw it coming because we've been used to a consistent you know living that, that we assume is going to continue forever and then this wrench gets thrown at, at us uh it's really scary stuff so yeah. we really had to face that what is it uh the the brutal facts of reality is that mm -hmm. is that it yeah we have to face the brutal facts of reality and then we're like okay this is the starting point you know what's the worst that can happen right like and, and that's the thing that that we also thought about we're like okay personally me louise right what's the worst that could happen okay we we go down under not not I mean, we could always restart something, right? We could always like start start from scratch. We learn lessons, but personally, with money, right? For example, where where do I go? Well, I have family and friends that are very generous, and they could potentially help us for just a little bit, right? Uh, and 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 it. Then, I mean, personally, oh, I think the worst it could have happened is like I'm gonna have to go get a job to exactly. to make my debt payments, right? You so, know, and and sometimes we're willing to do that, right? Like to to get to to get back up, and and for us, I think because of our life experience playing soccer, living in a, in a few other countries, going to Italy, for example, with not knowing the Italian language, and at 15, right, we've learned to deal with some of that. But I think in, in a general sense, yes, it can be very scary. Still is, right? Like we don't know what's coming in the future. But also growing up in Venezuela, where wrenches were thrown at you every single day, uh 
I think that built the character too. And I think, you know, being exposed to those experiences help. Do you agree with being exposed to those experiences might help move forward? Yeah, for sure. And I, I think some things we only learn by practice, right? Like we can have this ideal of being a patient person, but until we're put in, you know, a nasty traffic jam or we're dealing with an insane client, right? We don't get to flex that patient's muscle. <laughs> and then two, and I think anyone as we age in life, you know, from 15 to 25 to whatever, um, you know, experience does get you to relax and trust a little bit. And I wouldn't lie. Like right now we need a little bit of hustle in our business, right? We're up against a little bit of a wall, but guess what? I've been doing this since 2005 and guess what? Yeah. I was really telling myself this because a lot of my friends are in the service industry. So they might be bartenders or serve staff, or I I've had some like brother-in-laws and, and stuff with like these big sales positions where like businesses just stop. But you know, is our bank account at the end of the day really going to kill us? Like, no, it's not. Our thoughts about our bank account and income may be, and I reference bank account because, you know, if you can't put bread on the table and gas in your car or pay your rent, you know, yep. it's yeah. kind of a survival thing. But, man, it really won't. And, Luis, you just mentioned, like, if you really got in hard times, you know at least, like, not even with any resources you have on your own or any negotiation with a mortgage company or landlord or whatever, you know, you would have some friends and family that would be there and step up for you. So, yeah, yeah, man, I think going through it, um, definitely makes it easier the second and third time around. And I think talking about it like this, like if you are listening and been affected by the pandemic, you're not alone. And not only that, if you stay at it, like, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but don't you think fear a lot of times is paralyzing? Like, oh, right. Absolutely. You think with like scarcity. Yeah. So I think with conversations like that, we can kind of look it in the face and say, there's no place for fear here and still go after stuff because at the bottom line, like doing nothing, we know that what that's going to result in. And if something's taken away from us, we can't do that anymore. So, you know, what are we going to do? Nothing. Or like, I'm just going to sit there and like, look at the numbers until they make my, my, my <laughs> blood boil, or am I actually going to take action? Yeah. I, I love that. Right. And you know, I, what, what you guys been here chatting a little bit, I'm, I'm listening, but at the same time, I'm trying to like, simplify some things because I, I I realize right when adversity happens most people t tends to go to the safe place right the, let me go inside my house and let me stop spending in marketing right like it happened to all the business let me go the safe route and guess what that safe route it might keep you you know in in business for maybe a month or two but you're not doing anything proactively to grow and to get out of that situation, right? We need to be proactive. And I remember a, a talk that I heard a, a very long time ago, they were talking about depression. And they said the easiest way to get, and I know it's a very deep topic, but they said the easiest way to get out of your depression is to make a to-do list, make an action plan and start implementing them immediately, right? So now I'm thinking, okay, You know, people go into this safe, safe spot and they start getting in their mind, start listening to their fear, like you said, right? Oh, what if, you know, the doors stay closed for this long? Well, you're not taking action. You're just living in your mind right now and you're literally depressing yourself. So I started thinking, what would be the way to kind of like attack this adversity? And it comes from the mind, like you were talking, do not let fear in or If you let it in, know that you have the power to take action regardless and speed of action, right? What are the one, two, or three things that we can do now 
to start moving forward past this adversity, right? And when when I relate this to our story, I'm like, wow, we immediately did that, right? My brother, I was like, go take a walk and start <laughs> thinking about it, right? Start, don't give in to the fear. And then the next thing we did, we did was, what are we going to do next? We're going to start the podcast that changed everything, right? And I can tell you do the same exact thing, Jeff, like, you're not that person that stays in your in your in your house right there and and starts like oh well you know where am I gonna save money no we have conversations and you're proactive you're like what can I do with my team to go look for new opportunities why do you think people are so what white majority right the masses tend to play safe instead of let's be proactive and look for our own opportunities yeah it's funny I, I like what you said and And I'll be honest, I, I have um, had my battles with depression, um, and I can get into that story of adversities I've ever come in my personal life that have affected my outlook. But uh, you said it, we kind of go back to our, our comfort zones and safe places. And, you know, sometimes, too, we can even go to addiction, right? Mm -hmm. um, in the past, that like drinking alcohol is like an immediate stress relief, right? If I am in the evening and I drink some beers or drink some liquor drinks, like, It's easy to be chill and stuff, but the flip side of that is alcohol like juices out that dopamine and it actually is a depressant, right? So you're going to be dragging the next day. It can cause yep. weight gain. It could cause some un other unhealthy stuff. So it's funny how you, you said it right. We'll go to these like comfort blankets in these places that perhaps may not be the right ones. So yeah, you really made me think um, <laughs> when I get hit by adversity, like what things do I grab that may be okay and what other things that i grab that i don't need to grab because i need to be out there moving oh no i i'm asking you guys like it it seems kind of like fear of failure of why i wouldn't take action but i, I don't know like i don't know is, yeah. is that what it is i mean you you, you said it before we right failed. we failed and i interrupted you sorry no, we failed and it's like the next thing we're going to do it's like well why would we succeed in that the thing we had going on the thing we were into got taken away so like why Like, oh, I'm traumatized by that. Why would I even want to do the next thing or think the next thing is going to work? There's no guarantee of it. The thing I was doing just got snatched. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it goes back to what you said at the beginning that, like, we tend to always think about the worst case scenario instead of priming our minds to think of, like, what would be the best case scenario, right? And then we, we go into this dark hole of, oh, no, this is so bad. It's going to be so bad. And now your energy, that's all you're attracting. You're attracting negativity. Like, you know, is the the RAS, the reticular activation system from your brain that once you start yeah. thinking about something, you start seeing it everywhere. So like my brother, when he wanted his Jeep, he was just seeing Jeeps <laughs> everywhere. Well, it's the same with worst case scenarios. Yeah. Like if you start going down that rabbit hole, guess what? That is all you're going to see in your life and you're just going to be digging deeper down the hole. So, so here... Here's a couple of stories, right, that, that uh, in the past few days have resurfaced, right? Because we're like, okay, 2021, we, uh, we've, we've been very blessed that the year has been taking off and, and it's been good and we're establishing amazing relationships that results in, in business at some point, right? Uh, we, we operated from a place of need for a long time. And because we were in that place of need, right? Because I need that. I need it. I need it. Right. Then it, it the fear and intensifies, I feel like. Right. And then we had to recognize that moment and we like, okay, you know, I know I need it, but I need to take action. So by recognizing that moment, 
right? You break the intensification and then you take action and then you do that next step and so on, right? So uh, I'll, I'll give a, a, an example with my wife, for example, right? Like she, she's a brilliant mind. She's a doctor. She, you know, she got her doctorate in pharmacy. Incredible, right? And in the last test that she had to take, she had to take uh, the, the bar to be a pharmacist, right? So she goes, she studies her booty off, right? Like days in, days out, diving into these books. She presents the test and I am sure a hundred percent that she's going to kill it because, you know, she kills every single exam that she does. I mean, she crushed every test she for the last eight years. Yeah, she cr <laughs> legit, like every single test she crushed, like 90 up, right? Incredible. And so she takes the bar, she comes back. It's like, baby, why aren't you getting the results? And she's like, I'm getting them in about a week. That was probably her most miserable week ever because her mind went to the worst case scenario, right? Because now you present the test and you're like, oh my gosh, what if like I don't pass it? What if and blah, blah, blah. And you know, the business and you know, the, the money in the house. And if I don't pass it, then I'm not going to get the job. And, and like a very fear, you know, place and an intense place to be at, right? And that was, I think the first moment that personally I'd identified that framework because we started to, invest our energy in the worst case scenario we visualize it and uh, and as people right what we visualize what we envision is like we we create the future and then we act on it so we can have so we can make it happen right so i had those conversations with her uh, at an external level my baby like focus like focus on the best case scenario what's the best case scenario you pass the test you get hired like right away and indeed that's what happened right but that week was very intense not just for her but for us so now that we look inside of our own business we tend to over we oversee that and then we're like okay when something really negative happens our default, I don't know if it's because of a backstory, because of something that happened when we grew up or because of the way that we're educated and indoctrinated, it goes back to that place. So now we're retraining our brain. So when something that happens, instead of recognizing the, the bad, let's go to the best case scenario. And that's what we've been practicing internally so we can create that future and then go grab it. And I love what you said. And another detail here. If she would have looked at her track record and just looked at probabilities and statistics, like she could have rested on that alone. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that where I'm at in my business right now too, because we've been at this since 2005. And then two, uh, it's unlikely that that any business goes from a dollar to zero dollars in revenue. I get with a pandemic that has happened perhaps with movie theaters and other stuff, but for like a digital business like ours and stuff. So it's yeah. kind of funny. Not only do we envision the negative thing. And like you said, we actually build a, a fantasy out of that. We don't even give ourselves the, the, the credit to build out just a normal case scenario, let alone a good one. Uh, <laughs> and then we don't take into account our track record because then live, as we go back, like I remember that feeling in March, like I remember looking at the forecast, which had been fine for so many months and years, the financial forecast. And I literally, I, I was at Sago coffee shop, um, Fonzie, where we work at sometimes. And I go in the car for meetings and I remember just having a lump in my throat and my, my heart sank. And I envisioned like, Oh my God, two months of 50% revenue. That's going to burn us alive. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't like that. So when I look back in the past too, I encourage myself because it's never as bad as I thought. Yeah. And two, it's never as good as I thought, right? Like you may think like, I don't know, uh, Luis, marriage is this amazing thing or having a kid's an amazing thing. And yeah. trust me, having a kid's an amazing thing, but infants are some of the hardest <laughs> creatures on earth ever, right? And you don't want to put them back. Like I've never wanted to like put a kid back or anything, but certainly it's never as good as I thought. And it's never as bad as I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the thing, right? Like, how do you live in the moment? 
that I, I guess because yeah. we live so much in our minds, literally, that I think it's difficult for people. And I'm talking about myself here as well to live mm. in the moment. Why do you what, why do, do you live in the moment at times, Jeff? Like, how do you recommend people to do that? You nailed it. You nailed it. Um, it and it's funny. Um, the task thing is so powerful. I don't want to underestimate that because a lot of things in life, let's just say we have 10 things to do in a day. Uh, maybe a couple we're really enthused about. Maybe four or five of those are like just very mediocre or, or routine. And then some we don't want to do it all. And yeah, that can be kind of overwhelming. Like a lot of my friends get the Sunday scaries or one of my good friends, a teacher, and she's not really enjoying the job right now. So I will literally watch her on Sunday, start dreading it or after being off for the holidays, start dreading it. And I'll watch her in the morning. She's not really going, but she gets in the mode and gets in the groove and works with those kindergartners or takes them on a nature walk or starts that art project. She's, she's instantly more happy. So uh, Fonzie, I love what you said about the task list because that can keep us in the moment, right? Yeah. If we can't stomach the day or the week or if this new podcast you guys started is even going to succeed, at least you know you can record the three lives yeah. that one week and stop there. So as yeah. far as how I get in the moment, And man, we all struggle with this, but I've definitely used task lists when things have gotten hard. And then two, I don't know. There's always something good in what we're doing, even if it's a, a hard thing. Like, I mean, think about like exercising. Who wants to go exercise? This is about to happen to me right now. We're about to get a lunch break and there's a window to work out. And I kind of want to do it, but I kind of really don't. I don't want to get dressed out. I don't want to do all the stretching beforehand, but if I can kind of anticipate the good feeling or that blood pump that's going to happen, if I can anticipate mm. that if I don't do it right now, I literally don't have time later in the day. Like it's not going to happen. So if I can envision like how it's going to feel when I'm done, it's actually pretty sunny outside. And then two, I've got it done today. Because if I don't do it right now, I'm not going to get it at all. All of yeah. a sudden the task becomes more manageable. Yeah. I, I love that. Right. So There's this term in copywriting, which is future pacing, right? That you use to, uh, to sell people into something. It is show them pretty much the result, make them feel the result through your writing. So when they are reading the copy, they already feel like they obtain those results and they feel so good. They're like, wow, this feels amazing. And they're going to be willing to take action. And that is what you just said right now. You are about to future pace yourself for working out, for taking that action. You are telling yourself, yeah. oh man, when this workout is done, I'm going to feel incredible. You know, I'm going to be, my I'm, muscles are going to be all pumped up. I'm going to be Luke all snazzy on camera. <laughs> and that feeling, yeah, <laughs> that go. feeling is going to help you to move forward. Yeah. And you know, the same way we could future pace us in a negative way with, but instead of future pacing yourself to the end result, you're future pacing yourself maybe a little bit before Before you get starting to work out and you're like, oh, man, I'm dreading this. Uh, it's going to be so yeah. bad. And now you're just painting this whole different image. So I do want to encourage people for the things that maybe you are not as excited to do, future pace yourself and, you know, envision yourself already accomplishing this because I'm sure it's going to be very exciting I, I, when I do something. Sorry, when I do something that I'm I don't enjoy as much. When I'm done with it, I feel so good. So much better. So yeah. much better, right? And, I, you know, shame on me. I don't future pace myself. <laughs> like, like you said, literally when you said it right now, that was a clarity moment for me. I'm like, I need to start future pacing myself for all these things that I might not want to be doing that yeah. might cause me to go into this negative space. So, you know, 
I think we just reframed uh, a topic that maybe some people are not very comfortable, right? Like when I talk about visualization, a lot of people be like, oh, that's juju, right? Like future pace it, right? Like this is the thing that, that we got to do. And I, and I, and I think it's uh, just reframing that internally in our, in our brains because I've had a conversation with people because I am a, I'm a firm believer of visualization. I did it since I was five years old to play soccer. And somehow I got to Europe and try out two professional soccer teams. Somehow everything aligned, right? Obviously we're taking actions, but things aligned in a very weird way for me to get there, right? And visualization was part of my process, right? Still is with the business, with everything that I do. But when I talk about this topic, a lot of people are like, ah, visualization. So let's change that topic and we're going to be like future pacing it. It's like, how did that make you feel my next step, right? To then continue that momentum going. And I want to, and I want to highlight Jeff before your final thoughts here, um, something that we don't know what we don't know, right? And sometimes we're in phases in our life that, you know, we, we might not know what's coming or, 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 you know, what should we expect, right? And maybe that causes us to freeze because we don't know. So I'm going to encourage everybody, and this is part of what we've done with the show too. We reach out to people that we look up to. We connect with people that we look up to, that we admire where they are, because we also want to be there, right? And we want to continue to grow and so on. And we ask the questions to find out how do they get there? So we eliminate the unknowing part of the process, and then we can actually execute. So we had a great moment of clarity two days ago when we went out to find our new space, right? We're about to upgrade our studio. Uh, It's going to be a bigger place. It was an opportunity that presented itself. Uh, We're probably going to purchase the location that we never considered, right? But that initiated the conversation in our heads to ask questions to people in that field that opened the possibilities for us. And now we have a game plan for the next five years. We're like, this is exactly what we're going to do. So I encourage people, if, you, if you're facing the unknown, go reach out to the people that have been there or that you think you admire and ask them directly. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you go past that obstacle, right? And I think a platform like a podcast or a show like is a perfect way to do that. But just reach out on a personal DM, right? If you if you you know Jeff is a wonderful people person to reach out to. He's been living through crazy experiences, and we didn't even you know dove into his crazy experience. But I encourage you reach out to Jeff, ask him questions. You know how do you you know future pace yourself? How do you deal with these things? And then you're gonna eliminate the unknowing, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna be able to execute a hundred percent yeah well said Luis. that's so inspirational and you're right the unknowing kind of drives a lot of fear right we were doing this thing that we knew we knew how it was going when it's taken away it's just an empty slate out there right but yeah yeah you can fill in the blanks with help from others by taking baby steps like you guys did by figuring out you're just like we're gonna podcast and boom within like six seven episodes you actually saw that flywheel of momentum start yeah absolutely jeff i, I think we're coming here to the end so we have two questions. You know them because we already asked them to you <laughs> last time. But what is the one action point for people to start moving forward in times of adversity? Yeah, so I'm going to go with this one, which I played this game. If we keep painting the worst case scenario and envisioning that, we at least owe it to ourselves to do perhaps the best case scenario or at least a good case scenario. So it's like, I've lost my job. I was in the serve industry or I was starting this thing out. It's just failing. There's nothing for me. That's worst case scenario, but what's best case scenario? What can you do? And envision that for a moment. You owe it to yourself, right? Don't always grab the, the, the lowest worst case thing. I love it. I love how you said you owe it to yourself. I mean, cause that is so important. Like 
people need to understand that they deserve the best that the world has to offer for them. And I don't, I don't think people, I don't think people realize the the worth that their, their self worth, and it, it, it's okay to allow yourself to think in in the best case scenario. And now, Jeff, my brother's favorite question, I'll let him ask it. So. I, man, I, I had a different question, but maybe oh. we can ask them. We'll see. So, I mean, my favorite question is, where would you be if you did not publish? Let's remind people, right? Like, for us, it literally saved our business. It saved our relationships. Uh, it was able to uh, give us the opportunity and the resources to build a team. Uh, what does that mean to you? To put yourself uh, out there. Where would I be if I didn't publish? Yeah, to put yourself out there, to share your ideas, yeah. right? Yeah, well, I'll just give you an example. And if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've experienced some of the same thing. Just like even just talking about adversity or talking about fear, even now, like changes my perspective for the day. You know, it's Friday here. We're about to enter the weekend. So I feel a breath of fresh air. And another one by putting myself out here, it's my second time on your show. But the first time I was on site, yeah. you know, we both happened to be in Jacksonville, Florida. And yeah. like you guys said, you have this like positive momentum thing going on. And when I went in, my energy was just elevated. So Just an example of using you guys and putting myself out there. This has been the benefit, a new perspective on fear, um, probably putting into practice some of those things. Because like I said, we're kind of in a, a dip right now, a little hustle around the holidays uh, ending. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, just the inspiration. We're not in this alone, right? So yeah. that, that's another feeling. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much. And I know you have some some something cooking on the publishing side of things. So hopefully, you know, we can announce that soon. And mm -hmm. uh, dude, Jeff, any last thoughts, if, uh, you know, on this topic, something that we might have missed before we say goodbye for the second time? <laughs> so we as scary as 2020 was like if you're listening to this and we're here now, we've made it to some degree. So I'm just <laughs> cheers into you know, some forward momentum and, you know, growing out of this thing. It's a pruning process. And when you prune the plants and you prune things, they grow back stronger, right? And the fact that we're alive, that we're breathing, that we're talking, doing business and ideas. Yeah, we may have gotten pruned a little bit, but we're coming back in new and beautiful ways. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jeff. Jeff, your message is strong. Thank you so much for, for the conversation, really. It was not really an interview. It was an amazing conversation. I can't wait for part three. And, uh, yeah, for you listening, you know, you're not alone. Reach out, right? Like, uh, community environment is everything you know when we started mixing ourselves with amazing people like jeff and the people at potmax uh st things started to happen with us you don't necessarily have to find the same communities but if, if it does help you just let us know uh but find your environment find, yeah. find that environment that's gonna future pace yourself i mean the fastest way to learn something is literally by joining a community that is gonna push you to do that thing yes. amazingly if you want to get ripped and get super <laughs> fit like, like jeff over here You can go to like a CrossFit studio and those guys are hardcore and the environment will keep you accountable. accountable. Yeah. So keep that in mind because if you find yourself in a rut, go find a group of people that are extremely positive and go join them and they will hold you accountable as well. Yeah, I want to do a shameless plug here. If you want to start publishing, we are doing season three of 45 live very, very soon. We're actually opening it up to a community. So if you want to join us and be accountable for 45 days of daily publishing, let us know. It's a super fun experiment that we tried twice. We failed the first one. We have failed the second one, but we got amazing results. So we want you to be part of that journey. We want to build a community around it. And I think it's going to be a, a, a very fun experience. So we had... 
thing. Like anyone can come and join it and they're going to, you guys are going to walk them through publishing for 45 days straight. Is that correct? Yes. We're going to do that. Uh, we're going to hold each other accountable and we might even have some awesome prices. Oh yeah. We're, uh, we're working that out as we speak. That was one of the moment, <laughs> moments of clarity. Where can we sign up for it? Oh, man. Just send us a DM with yeah. 45 live, and then we'll reach out to the DMs. Jeff, I know that you're going to be part of it. Anyways, your whole team yeah, is going to be part of it. Going. I think I really want to do it because in our mastermind group, Steve Warner did, and uh, he's loving it. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, with that, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at BizBrosCo. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful and you're ready to tackle on adversity please please don't forget to share it and leave a five-star review thank you thank you guys i just want to say i crushed that dj part bye